0: Hello there, welcome to the Christ Covenant Sermon Talkback. The Sermon Talkback is a chance for pastors and members of Christ Covenant to process the sermon, ask questions to the preacher, and more practically apply the content of the sermon. If you have a question for the Sermon Talkback, please text it to the Text-to-Pastor line at 678-951-9041, or you can ask through Twitter by tweeting to Jason directly at Jason Edwin D's. Enjoy.
1: All right. Well, uh, we we're rounding um, fourth base, heading home. We got a five-part parenting series. Lou Priolo knocked out one of the weeks for me, so this is this is rounding third base for me. I got one more. We're going to talk about family worship next week, which I'm excited about. We want to get super practical. Um, but but yesterday we talked about what it was called principles for. Parenting or something. It was really just kind of like one big principle seeking the kingdom of God. Mm-hmm. And I'm joined today by two awesome dads. Dad 05,
0: Jordan <laughs> Coughlin. <Yeah. laughs> How do you do it?
2: Guys, he's, I'm amazing.
0: He's beyond yeah. us, Blake. He's yeah. beyond us. One and, day.
1: And then dad of three. And you know, Blake's like a dad of three, but he's like really a dad of three. I mean, can't wait. Ken is four or five. He's four. Okay. Yeah. So yeah. So Blake's got four two
0: and one and one yep that's intense (sighs) man that is intense when's Ella watch turning
1: three so she's almost three right in november okay yeah in november man so blake's just like that's i don't i don't miss those days of parenting not at all i'll go ahead and say it no diapers oh we're out of diapers Um, um,
2: the
0: we're in the transition from diapers to Uh non-diapers with Ella watch right now and you know that's interesting oh man that's interesting too i I don't
1: miss any of that i don't miss any of that Shout out I, to my wife
0: who I'll, actually puts up with most of this. I,
1: I really like where four, six, and eight's a good, that's a good time. We're, are good times. we're in the, we're in the, I mean, all my kids are behaving a little better. Rainer's still, Rainer's the one that's kind of giving us, John Kellis is mm-hmm. taking a turn, but Rainer, he's in his crazy stage right now, but, <laughs> but you know what, John Kellis is starting to correct him, Ooh. which is good because he really listens to John Kellis. That's he's good. like, uh, you know, uh, last night, I can't remember what it was, but. We were like, we're not, you know, we were like, we're not doing this. And Raynor was being defiant. And John Kellis goes, Raynor, we're not doing it. And then Raynor like jumped into okay. position. Yeah. So anyway, it was awesome. All right. So uh,
0: impressions from the sermon, Blake. One of the impressions I had, and this is just a very insightful thing for me to grapple with about a few years ago, whenever I read Paul Tripp's parenting book, is this idea of ownership versus stewardship yeah. in your parenting? You know, I felt like you really brought that forward and helped us think about that yesterday. And I think it's just something that, you know, ultimately reflects what is motivating your parenting. I think it ultimately will give great shape to your parenting as you realize yourself as a steward of God's child versus an owner of this mm-hmm.
1: child. No, I, I, those little quotes that I read yesterday, I thought they were so helpful. Good, yeah. they yeah. were good. He, I mean, that book is great. I, when did that come out? I, I missed it, it, it somehow. Was a, it was, I
0: don't know, four or five years ago probably. Yeah, I, yeah so. I
1: only like looked at it this week and I was like, this is so good, so.
2: It, yeah. It's it's cool too, he, 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 I think he has four kids. And all four of his kids are in very different occupations. Yeah, Like one's like a sports broadcaster, one's an artist, one's like doing That's something awesome. in media. The trip, yeah, it's just interesting. The trip
1: household would have been fun. Have you, like, you know, they had a, uh, a skateboard, like half pipe in their backyard. They built a half pipe in their backyard for their kids. Hey,
0: Paul Tripp, if you're out there listening, one of the things we like to do is invite people to lunch on this podcast. And so, hey, if you're out there listening, and you're in Atlanta, let us take you to lunch. We should get Paul on the on a podcast someday. Yeah, we should. Uh,
1: another another thing that I like about Charles or uh, Charles the thing I like about Paul Tripp is one of his kids' name is Darnay. From Tale of Two City, Charles Darnay. Oh, man. That's pretty cool too. It's what a good guy. name. What a guy. What Stewardship
0: a guy. and ownership. Yeah.
1: It's it's a um, it is so easy for, and you know, it's easy for, I actually had some folks come up to me at the end of the sermon and talk to me about like how they felt like their parents. Um, and I, you know, have some of the same thoughts, mm-hmm. you know, took too much, found too much of their identity in their parenting. But let's be honest guys, like
2: I am so prone to the same thing. Mm-hmm. Um, well, we were talking as a small group last week actually. And, and my wife brought up the point that, you know, especially as a mom, you're giving your whole life to these people and it's so easy to find your your identity. (laughs) exactly and like the the whole ownership
0: versus stewardship thing like when you like peel back the layers on that it really like views you know or it um it upholds human responsibility in bringing forth children over the miracle of god gifting life that's really good and so it's like we as we did something and we had this kid but you forget that even though you and your human responsibility, you did something that God was sovereign over bringing forth life, which is not just a physical life is an eternal being. Yeah. You know what? I, I literally Blake, you're not going to believe
1: this. I had that exact thought this morning in Jason D's shower thoughts. It was, it was, I was just thinking about the miracle of life. I was actually thinking about it in the context mm-hmm. of abortion mm-hmm. and um, you know, abortion i totally get people can make the argument from pragmatism all the time right if it's Mm -hmm. if it's just a human act then i get pro-choice i get the pragmatic nature of that but if this is a miracle that god is pulling off Mm -hmm. creating human life that he wants to use for his glory that he's telling a story with then we as christians in particular have to protect that life so I literally had that thought this morning Mm -hmm. And I think I forget that. Yeah, I forget that absolutely. as a Christian pastor.
2: So, mm-hmm. all right, what's your impressions, Jordan? So good. Yeah, I appreciated your um, explanation of the reign of Christ, the kingdom of Christ, and and how we kind of bring that into our present reality. You gave a couple of different examples. One of you know your friend coming from Italy with his pasta recipe. Yeah. And, uh, but then you also had referenced you know how how we. You know, Christians start hospitals because we believe in this future, mm-hmm. you know, kingdom where there's no sickness. And I just loved; I, I thought it was a really helpful way uh, to define and describe how we, as parents, seek to bring in the reign of Christ into our home. And I think you asked a question, or I wrote it down. I can't remember, but um, just is the reign of Christ present in our home? And if so, what does that look like? Yeah. And that, that was just really helpful for me to to think through as a parent.
1: Yeah, if you go to a house of a family that was from Italy, I mean, I'll just keep using that illustration, there are signifiers, right? Mm-hmm. There's personality, there's recipes. There, they have brought something from the old country into their home that is a signifier of that. Mm-hmm. Um, and not just something, multiple things. And, you know, I think as Christians, as I said, we're borrowing from a future country. We're we're borrowing from what it will be like when Jesus is reigning in the cosmos. Really, our household shouldn't look that much different than if Jesus, because Jesus, if we're Christians, should be reigning in our home right now um, in the way that he will one day reign. And I think that's why we can say, um, you know, this is a kingdom household. This is a little you know, outpost of the kingdom. And that's why we can be ambassadors. You know, there, there's a, there's a sense of your home is an embassy yeah. of the kingdom of Christ in Brookhaven. You know, your it's, home is an so embassy of the kingdom mm-hmm. of Christ in Smyrna, you know? Yeah. And so God, and, and, and how cool of it is God to like display his kingdom that way. Mm-hmm. You know, How awesome. real is it? I mean, if, if the only display of the kingdom we had was like, there was a temple in Jerusalem still, you know, that would be cool. I mean, I'd like that. But <laughs> yeah. how much more powerful right. is it that there's little temples, little embassies, if you will? Everywhere. Everywhere.
0: Yeah, it, I mean, we wouldn't deserve the one outpost in Israel as right. humans. Like, right. But God had come to us, and so, wow, that's amazing. But he's living in us through his spirit wherever we are yeah, to I advance think, his kingdom, I, I which is amazing.
2: A, it's a good uh, warning, too, of... You know what other influences what other kingdoms are influencing and impacting my home oh that's good you know, yeah and, which and, kingdom and is what more what am here. i letting in as far as influences and and maybe people you know <laughs> residents in our home in the form of you know whether it's tv or media or whatever um but i i think it's a it's a good it's a good way to frame it so that i'm i'm aware that there are these outside external influences and kingdoms that are actually impact and mm-hmm. mess with, you know, this embassy that I'm Yeah, that's really a how good. often do we
0: forget that, you know, that we don't live in a morally neutral world or a kingdom neutral world. Like the, 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 Bi- the Bible paints a picture of a world where there's the kingdom of Christ and the kingdom of the prince of the power of the air mm-hmm. who seeks to kill, steal and destroy. And there's no neutral ground. That's right. And so, you, you, you're always living in. You know, Piper talks a lot about like having a wartime mindset. Yeah. In in uh, those two kingdoms
2: can't become a melting pot together. Doesn't work, right? Yeah, yeah. Those
1: two kingdoms are always at odds.
2: Yeah. Well, and I loved. I I think it was in this message you you talked about how we don't we don't have many examples of good kings. Yeah. Oh yeah. And and I think like that's a that's applicable in our homes as well that. I you know I don't want my home as a you know this embassy or whatever to just be a place where there's a lot of rules and regulations and like no fun and no joy and no happy but now like we we serve a good king and so my my embassy my home if we're using that analogy should be a place of of joy of of peace it's it's a place where the aroma of christ yeah. is present i want to be a
1: part of that kingdom
2: exactly yeah, yeah. yeah. i want i want my house to yeah, yeah. to be like it, that. it's not
0: like the picture of like the u.s embassy in the middle east where like there's just high fence and barbed wire right. that surrounds it that like <laughs> yeah, you know it's, it's actually like a welcoming place that is known for joy it's I more like that. a mcdonald's in the middle east there, yeah.
1: yeah you ever you ever go to a foreign country and and like you're out you know you've like been out in the bush or something you've been out and then you like come into the city and there is like a starbucks so there is like a mcdonald's the it's golden like, arches it's like a piece of home <laughs> and you know all the food tastes a little different but you're still just like so happy to be in like an american business mm-hmm. uh, Yeah, the, one good. of the greatest like disappointments. Uh, Paige and I were one time we were in Indonesia and we had been out. I was teaching this thing. It was hard. It was horrible. And we were coming back in. We had this long ride and Bear at the missionary was like, we're going to go to KFC. And we were like, oh, so happy. And we showed up to KFC and the power was out and uh, they weren't serving food. And that like... Is one of the greatest disappointments of <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> like our marriage, you know. I know
0: you've never been depressed, Jason, but you were probably almost depressed. Oh, in I,
1: I was on the edge. <laughs> yeah. So anyway, I'm glad. So, sorry, I
0: was gonna say um, one one of the fruitful things of this podcast is it clarifies illustrations. Yeah. When you said meat sauce yesterday, my my uncultured mind didn't think Italian. I thought like barbecue sauce. Oh like, man, oh, man oh, there's some good sauce. But you know what, South Georgia. Italian, Italian food's not really on my mind. Meat sauce. Like you know. <laughs> yeah, meaty sauce I get you put on now. pasta. I get yeah. it now. Yeah. <laughs> i get it now the,
1: this yeah. is why we do the sermon talk yeah. that's right <laughs> to for Clara any other blakes out there yeah.
2: this is what he was like. uh so jason you had said that you you know i loved your message um was incredibly helped by it at the end you said kind of there were a lot of things that you wish you had gotten to you didn't really get to your second point so like i'd love to hear kind of what you know what well, would you wish you had expounded on there
1: was a lot even in the first point i didn't get to yeah. i mean i didn't get to the whole which i mean what is a more beautiful passage of scripture then you know 25 through 32 Mm -hmm. where Jesus is talking about how God you know feeds the birds and Mm -hmm. you know he talks about the lilies in the grass and you know you know if you go to Israel and you know kind of how pretty the grass is especially in the spring um, you just kind of get what God is doing there he's he's caring for his creation that is just this great reminder of the character of God and I hit that just really quick at the very end but you could have we could have gone a lot further with that but what I really wanted to spend more time with was seeking the kingdom of God mm-hmm. and practically. Um, and so some of these were, we hit a little bit, I wanted to talk more about discipline, what that looks like practically. And you know, we, we talked about that, that I really would commend the Jennifer McClish Lou Priolo groups video. I mean, can we provide that to the whole congregation? It's on the YouTube channel. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. So we'll be after today. Okay. okay. So that was so helpful. Uh, in terms of just thinking through practical discipline, I mean, we've talked about it as dads that are struggling through this. You know, you, you go to a parenting conference or whatever, and it's supposed to be, um, you know, you share the gospel with your kid and you hug and there's this. But sometimes, like discipline, just doesn't look like. How do you discipline in a in a God fearing way, in a gospel centered way? You know, I gave the analogy of. Um, wanting my kids or told the story about the whitewater. I want my kids to see me at my best. I also want them to see me at my worst Mm -hmm. because I need the gospel too. And they need to see that in me. And I do think a lot of Christian parents struggle with wanting to prevent perfection or wanting to present perfection to their children. Mm -hmm. Um, And again, yes, it's this weird balance. Again, this is where, Parenting is hard. The balance between modeling something of your kids, but but modeling it to them in a genuine way. And when you do fail, they need to see that too. Uh, so I, I would have loved to have spent a little more time with that. Just priorities in the home, scheduling in the home, calendaring in the home. Um, and just, you know, those are things that they're probably better for groups anyway to talk about. Mm-hmm. Um, but I just think they really
2: are important. Yeah. Um, I think you go back to your discipline point I, because I think. Like, one of the things that we've seen is how I I want to demonstrate to my kids that I'm under the same authority that they are. Yeah, that's good. And because, you know, they tend to excuse away their sin. And honestly, I tend to excuse away my sin as well, sure. right? There's always a good reason for me to get angry in my mind or speak firmly to my kids or, you know, whatever. Mm-hmm. And so I find that I need to remind myself and remind them and it, because it's funny, I'll I'll ask their forgiveness at times. I'm sorry, son, I, you know, spoke to you in that way. And they'll explain it away for me. They'll be like, oh, well, dad, you know, I did this. I shouldn't. Right, have, yeah, and yeah, I, yeah. And I, I yeah. my tendency is like, yeah, yeah. that's right. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I'm good, yeah. I'm yeah. cool. But, you know, I, I'm having to train myself. No, and I tell them this when I remember, like, no, son. Like, there's no excuse for that. Mm. You know, I, I, I was wrong. I mm-hmm. sinned.
1: Yeah, you, a fellow sinner, I'm sure you don't mind, but. A holy God does mine exactly. Yeah, yeah. No.
2: I am under the same authority. Uh, That's really, as, really good. as you are. Um, yeah.
1: Well, one of the things that Paul Tripp said, we, we quote Paul Tripp. I mean, he's got a half pipe in his backyard. Yeah. I mean, of yeah, no, we're gonna, such a wordsmith. Course of of course, I mean, just, we're going to quote this guy. <laughs> but, um, but you know, I've heard him talk about you know if the only time that God comes up in your home is when the rod comes out. Mm-hmm your kids are gonna hate Pain, yeah. God. And one of the conversations, I think one of the, you know, we, we talked about some highs and lows of the week, but one of the highs for me, Blake, was actually last week, you and I talking about Psalm 78. And I was just convicted about how often I tell stories from my own life and God is not the mm. center of the story. Yeah. Like I, I even talked about how I, you know, when I tell my kids about my college days, you know, I'm always doing something cool in the story. It's never like, you know, God provided friends that loved him. Mm-hmm. And God provided my family with the resources to, you know, mm-hmm. help me have this education. And, you know, I, I don't give him enough glory. And and I want to create that sense of, you know, and it's not that we never talk about those things in our household, but I, I'm convicted that we could talk about those things sure. so yeah, much same. more often. Just the wonder of how the Lord is good and the wonder of how God has provided for us Mm -hmm. and even the wonder of God's creation. Like yesterday, um, they found a little box turtle in our backyard. And so we got a pet now (laughs) and you know, that's a great opportunity. Like what is this creature that God has made? And so you, you don't want as a parent, the only time that God comes up to be like when you're punishing your kids or you're making them go to church with you or you're that's making really them read about the like how do you talk about God in this wonderful way and grabbing their attention when they're most excited I mean the the box turtle is a good example like my kids are pumped about the box turtle mm-hmm. if I can connect that excitement to the creator of that turtle then yeah. that's a parenting win
0: yeah I mean the box turtle did come to first Sunday last night I don't know if he chose to join but I'm glad he was there. <laughs> we, uh, John Kellis, last night we got home, he goes, the box
1: turtle's not feeling very well. He won't come out of his shell. I was like, yeah, I don't think that box turtle's feeling <laughs> too good.
0: <laughs> he yeah, never yeah. moved so much in his life. That,
1: that box turtle, he he he, wa- he walked into the wrong backyard yesterday. So. <laughs> <laughs> I, right.
2: it's, uh, I think that that uh, principle applies not only to parenting, but Christians and fellowship too. Um, That's just, good. Just how much of you know if our conversations about God are only limited to when we're confessing sin or when we like have our small group time or when we go to church I just think there's more for us you know of my friends uh joke at times about me how I say thank you Jesus a lot after a good meal or Mm -hmm. like if it's beautiful weather and but I'm just trying to remind myself that like to your point, God's involved yeah, that's in all good. of our lives and there's so much yeah. to celebrate about his goodness and uh, his, you know, his creativity and, you know, all these different things. You know who yeah. else was like that, Jordan? Who's that?
1: Charles Spurgeon. Ooh. There would be like, there's all these f- stories about him where like people would break out into laughter and Spurgeon would be like, let's thank God for laughter and like yeah. get on his <laughs> knees and like, thank the Lord <laughs> wow. for laughter. I've so, never so. gotten
2: on my knees. I know,
1: okay. but just, but, you're kind of doing yeah. that. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. You're not, I mean, Hey, You're no Spurgeon. You're no Spurgeon, man. Darn. Uh, Let's not get carried away here. Uh, So, Blake, you had some good thoughts. And this is another thing that we left on the table. I mean, because to me, I mean, one of the things that I don't know if like y'all heard this as a thesis, but I kind of wanted to be a little bit of a thesis of the sermon is you can either kind of parent as a reaction to fear and anxiety, or you can parent, and I think this is what the text is saying, not particularly about parenting, but just, you know, anxiety will rule you or you can live in faith and seek the kingdom. Mm-hmm. Um, but anxieties, man, we, we could have spent so much more time right. just yeah. nailing on that yesterday. And
0: we talked about this at our teaching meeting that we have every week ahead of the sermon. Um, it's just, And I, I forget exactly where I've heard this. It may have been in my old church, but past, present and future anxieties. You know, if you're anxious over the past then you're forgetting that God is fundamentally a redeeming God who is working all things for your good and his glory. Mm -hmm. So you don't know, you're not actively trusting in his character. You're not actively trusting in his promises. And so you're anxious over even, yes, the hard and bad and difficult things that have happened in the past. Present anxieties, anxieties over today, they're not trusting or you're not trusting. And I'm not trusting when I do this that God's provision is exactly what I need, that his grace and his provision to me for today is sufficient, and then present or uh anxieties over the future are not trusting that God will come through for us mm. in the end, you know that that deep down we're actively believing that God can't continue to provide for us what we need that's so good and you know and and I just remember that being something that was helpful for me as I thought through life and, and, and in particular this passage. Therefore do not be anxious about tomorrow for tomorrow will be anxious for itself sufficient for the day is its own trouble.
1: And he kind of points to like look around you. He kind of points to present things. He says right now birds are eating and gl- grass is being clothed. Mm-hmm. Like, and, so that's, yeah. I mean, and, and I think we need to do that all the time. Like We need to be looking around us. We need to be looking back. How has God provided for us in the past? How has God Mm -hmm. redeemed these situations? And, you know, there's, I was thinking about this last night. You know, one of the things I'm most excited about with the new heavens, new earth is that we'll know, you know, so there's things that have happened in my life and I'm always like, what, what happened there? Like what really went down then? Mm -hmm. And then what would have happened if that hadn't happened? Mm -hmm. And. One day we'll know. We'll be in the presence of the Lord. And we'll yeah. know. Like mm-hmm. That's that's one of the things. I mean, Streets of Gold, a lot of other stuff I'm excited about. But understanding, yeah, right. yeah. that's a big one for me. Well,
2: I think that's a challenge of parenting, right? Is that in some ways, our kids are dependent on us. And we we have to do so much for them. But at the deeper level, God is working all things out in their life. Mm. And I tend to have the perspective that it's all on me yeah yeah, right right. like i I, i'm responsible for this child to you know become a functioning adult to become a christian to you know Mm -hmm. not make foolish decisions all these different things and while there is a responsibility i have um there is a god who's doing ten thousand different things that i don't see you don't own them yeah god owns
1: the child yeah
2: i think it's probably a good place to end this is in
1: there you got you got a last word blake
0: you know what i don't have a last word but as a dad, I'm about to go to meet the teacher with my son. Oh, that's big! So, I've got to go do that. Man, be a well, good parent.
1: That's awesome. And you know time. what? Let's hey, as we close, I won't pray, but we'll be grateful for teachers. What a oh my goodness! Yeah. What I'm so grateful! What a great ministry. Yeah. Thank you, Lord, for teachers. Well, for Jordan Coughlin, Blake Rogers, I'm Jason Dees. Thanks for listening.